Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. On the line now is the host of BetMGM tonight, Odyssey Sports Betting Insider, Ryan Horvath. Insider calls brought to you by BetMGM. Go check out all the latest lines on the BetMGM app. Also, be sure to listen to the BetMGM Tonight podcast. For more of Ryan's analysis, just search BetMGM wherever you find your podcast. Ryan, what's going on, my dude? Not much. Uh, just getting excited for the weekend, obviously. Uh, big weekend of college football. Definitely the best week uh, we've had so far. Maybe the biggest week of college football all season long, so getting excited for it. Okay, I've got it. College football is where we got to start because what I am great – Good teams win, great teams cover. That is the adage. That's what we live by. We have a team in the University of Tennessee, which is the sixth-ranked team of the country, hosting number 3 Alabama. They are seven-and-a-half-point dogs to the Alabama Crimson Tide. But they are 4-1 and one against the spread this year. Talk me off of going with the Volunteers over Alabama because – I like that hook of seven and a half. Yeah, you know, I like Tennessee in this spot as well. I actually bet them and got a better number game of the year price. I really like Tennessee coming into the season. I do like Heupel. I love him on the offensive side of the ball. I'm a little bit nervous, obviously, uh, about them on the defensive side of the ball, especially in the secondary. You could say that really about both teams going into this matchup, though, but especially with Tennessee. You know, they give up a lot of yardage through the air. But still, uh, you look at this, and I feel like the number right now is sitting there at seven, seven and a half. You know, mostly seven and a half out there right now, which says Bryce Young's probably going to play in this mm-hmm. game. But I don't know. You know, if you look at the message boards, you know, especially the SEC territory out there, you know, I think that they expect him to be out there and be close to 100 percent. But I don't think he's going to be close to 100 percent. And so I actually still like Tennessee in this spot. And even if Bryce does go, I just I think this game's going to end up being a shootout. I know it's been forever since Tennessee's actually pulled off the upset, but I think if anybody's going to get Bama this year, I think it's going to be this weekend. So I really like this spot for Tennessee. I like that we're getting more than a touchdown right now. The only thing is, so if Bryce gets ruled in, I think there's a chance maybe this goes from like nine, nine and a half. I don't know that we get a 10. I don't know that we get double digits with Tennessee. I feel like if you want to bet Alabama, you bet, you bet Alabama right now. You know, maybe you buy yourself a 7, minus 115, minus 120, then all they need to do is win by a touchdown. But if you want to bet Tennessee, you know, I feel like my advice is almost to wait because you're probably going to get a better number. You know, you're going to get a better price if Bryce is ruled in. And then if he goes out there, he's 40%, 50%. You know, there could be some big problems right there. The other thing really quickly with Alabama you know, I know that they're great on paper, but this year the offensive line's been shaky. The secondary's been shaky. Way too many penalties, especially on the road. And uh, that concerns me a little bit in this game. So I do like Tennessee. I'm with you. But the only thing is I might wait, um, you know, if you want to lay down a significant amount of money because you might get a better number. All right, Ryan, sticking in college football. Last stop before the train leaves the station. You're going to hop on the Lincoln-Riley Express this weekend, or are you still, you still betting against USC? No, I'm betting against USC. Ah! I know, I know, you guys. And I've had a pretty good read on the Pac-12 other than last week. I think that was my first pretty big loss. And I knew UCLA was the side. I think I even said it on the show. I'm like, man, that number, you know, if that goes closer to six, that's telling me that Utah's the side in this game. But if it hovers around three and a half, three, I think UCLA might win this game outright. And what we're seeing right now is Utah, everything that I liked about them, especially up front, I mean, their defensive line, 
they're really not getting a whole lot of pressure on the quarterback, and they've struggled against the run. So DTR, you know, I mean, UCLA just gashed them. But in this spot, you know, it's one of the toughest places to play in the country, obviously. Mm -hmm. And I feel like this is a do-or-die situation now for Utah. So the number's very telling, you know, that everybody's hyping up USC. They're undefeated. And we're still getting three, three and a half. So I think Utah is the side. I think they're going to win this game by a touchdown. You know, it's going to be interesting to see, though, because it all comes down to the matchup. Because Caleb Williams, you know, are you going to throw zone at him or are you going to throw man? And Utah, they're so set in their ways. They're going to have to switch some some things up defensively. And I think they're going to do it. I think, you know, they know their season's pretty much on the line. They are at home. I think Cam Rising's going to take care of the football. They've struggled to run the ball, so I think everything's going to have to come through the air against USC. The other thing really quickly with USC, you know, they lead the country in turnover differential. So if they throw two picks in this game or they turn the ball over and they don't force three, four turnovers, are they still going to win on the road? So I think Utah is the right spot. I think they win this game by a touchdown. We're talking with Ryan Horvath. He's the host of Bet MGM Tonight, our BetQL Network Insider. All right, switching over to the NFL, uh, it kind of feels like we're at that point in the season where Vegas is starting to get a better handle on on what teams are. Um, they they're really good when they start the season, but there is kind of the the first quarter of the season. It's kind of you have your the figuring out process. Uh, for a lot of teams. And, and this year with the lack of preseason, it seems like it took a little bit longer even. Uh, what teams against the spread uh, do you like uh, heading into this week of the NFL? Because week six, it, it seems like we got a lot of games that are, are going to be stalemates, as always, in the NFL. Yeah, absolutely. And so right now, I mean, there's some ugly dogs that I really like. So I love Atlanta. Right now, Atlanta 5-0 and against the spread yes. for the first time in franchise history, which is just tremendous because they're obviously this is a team that a couple of years ago went to the Super Bowl. And coming into the season, their win total was only 4.5. And, and it's funny because since 1980, I believe I saw, there have been 25 teams to start a season 5-0 and against the spread, and Atlanta's one of them. Yet they're the first to be under 500 straight up in the last 40 years. So <laughs> they, they don't down, really make a whole lot of sense. And they were down 21 but, nothing last week, and I was like, oh, no. But all they had to cover was 10, and they did it. Right, exactly. So I bet them, and that's come down a little bit. You know, I really do like San Francisco. They look great, but I think that says a lot about Carolina. Obviously, they fired Matt Rule since. Baker's been ruled out. They don't look very good right now. But Atlanta's at home, and I bet them plus six. I would still bet them plus five and a half. I think that's a field goal game against San Francisco. Uh, another ugly dog that I like is Miami. You know, obviously we were waiting to see if Teddy Bridgewater was going to be able to go. Looks like they're going to be down to their third-string quarterback, which I'm actually fine with at home, catching three and a half. Minnesota probably wins that game. But I think Mike McDaniel will have something drawn up for Minnesota on the run game. And Minnesota right now still just cannot stop the run. Uh, the other one that I really like this weekend I mean, it's it's almost a must-win game, which is funny for the Colts. And and we were hyping up the Jags, including myself, a couple of weeks ago, and they could have went up on Philadelphia 21 to nothing, and it was a rain game, so Trevor Lawrence fumbled. So you think they're going to bounce back last week against Houston. They look terrible, and Trevor Lawrence played one of his worst games, which says a lot because he wasn't very good as a rookie. And right now, I just think that the Colts are starting to figure some things out. I know their primetime game wasn't the best to watch. I know Jonathan Taylor's not playing in this game. But I do like them to finally beat Jacksonville, especially since this game in Indianapolis at home. And then the last one that I really like, the line doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. I don't like this Bengals team. I mean, I love them on the offensive side of the ball. My problem is Zach Taylor calling the plays. He might be a great head coach, but I think he needs to hire a new play caller because they still can't figure out how to play this too high 
they need to run the ball better, which they finally did against the Ravens. But this line doesn't make a whole lot of sense where the Saints are all beat up. They're at home, and they're only two-point dogs. We're not even hanging the three against the team that played in the Super Bowl last year. I think the Saints are actually going to beat the Bengals this week, and I think they're going to get a ton of pressure on Joe Burrow. So I bet the Saints as well, plus two. Gambling gun to your head in the game that not even a mother could love. I'm, I, I want you to make a pick. Commanders or Bears? Oh, you know what? It's, gross. Oh, God, it's so terrible, right? And I have to be <laughs> live on the air for this game. So it's funny because the Bears opened up one-and-a-half-point dogs in this game. There's been some line movement where this morning I woke up and it was down to a pick. And the more I thought about it, I was like, I have to take the Commanders, as disgusting as this is. So a couple things. Like, if you if it, if it creeps back up to 40, the total, I do want to play the under in this game. Mm. Like, the under on Thursday Night Football the last 20 years when the total's below 42, which is very rare, 35-26-1. So it hits at about a 57% clip. But if you look at the last 21 games on Thursday Night Football, the under is 16-5, and 76%. It's a terrible product. It's short rest. I just – I look at the trends here, and I look at the game last week, right? Like, the Bears go down 21 nothing right out of the gate. And then they kind of make some adjustments. They figure some things out. Minnesota takes their foot off the gas. I don't like Carson Wentz. It doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. But in prime time, he's 16-8 and eight straight up and against the spread. He's actually the most profitable quarterback against the spread in prime time in the NFL over the last decade. Meanwhile, Justin Fields, who really hasn't figured things out yet, 0-4 straight up in prime time right now and hasn't covered the spread yet either. So I'm actually going to take the commanders as gross as, it, as, gross as that sounds. And if the total creeps back up, I'll probably take the under. I think it's going to be a nasty, low-scoring game. I could see like a 17-14 Commanders win or something like that. I want to get the Vegas um, perspective on this because, you know, from the fan perspective and from like the analyzing the game, a back-breaking loss that the Seattle Mariners had yesterday to the Houston Astros. How does that register with you as a, as a better when you see a, a loss like that where they had the win, they roughed up Verlander, they were riding the high, and then on the 26th out, they couldn't get it. Uh, does that translate to the way that uh, the Sharps go in on these series in these games? You know, usually it's all just about the price. But for me, like, there is some narrative, and there also is, like, the human, like, there's the emotional side of it as well, and especially when we're talking about Seattle and Houston because I love this Mariners team. Mm. I grew up loving them because I was a big Griffey guy. Uh, you know, Edgar Martinez, obviously, Randy Johnson. So I've always, I, I just want them to have some success in the postseason. But the problem is Houston, man, like in this regular season, it was a great regular season for Seattle, especially the second half when they make that run. But they just can't, I mean, Houston is just so dominant. You look at the lineup, you look at their rotation, and you look at their bullpen, what's the weakness? I mean, they added guys at the deadline. They didn't even really need to add, like a Trey Mancini. So I think with a team like that that's trying to get over the hump and you have a team like Houston in their way that is so deep, and so talented, I, I do think that that's a crusher for Seattle, and that's why I picked Houston. I actually think I think Houston wins the World Series. I think we get a really chalky World Series, probably Houston and Los Angeles. But oh, man, that was crushing yesterday, it. especially the way that they managed the bullpen, bringing Ray in there. Man, it's like, come on, like let's stick with what works here. So, especially him against lefties. I mean, I want to say lefties were hitting three thirty three against them or something like that. So it just didn't really make any sense situationally. Um, so I unfortunately think it's over for Seattle, but I hope I'm wrong because I hate the Astros and I love the Mariners. Dusty just <laughs> dad danced as soon as you said you picked the Astros. Nah. He's a just the worst fan imaginable. He's an Astros fan. Hey, easy, bud. Easy. <laughs> 
All right. Hey, I, I, I honestly, I wish I was an Astros fan because as a Chicago Cubs fan, I can tell you it's, it's not fun when your team's out of contention in May or June. Yeah. And, uh, man, I mean, that's the most talented team in baseball. I do think the Astros are. And I, you're getting a decent price, though, plus 400. And I understand why everybody in the world hates them. It I makes totally sense. get it. And now, now well, there's, uh, everybody in the world should hate them. Also, Harvey, you get, you get something against me, man? You're, 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 <laughs> you're, you're Cubs and, and Notre Dame. I'm over here as USC and Cardinals. Like, what's, what's going on here, man? Well. Oh man, the Cardinals! Oh, I wish you wouldn't tell. I wish you wouldn't have told me that. I, St. Louis, no, no. Uh-huh. See, you guys, now you guys have ruined the last thirty years of my life. I had a nice little run. I had a nice little run from 2015 to 2018. Although, man, it kind of ended in 2017. I had a couple of years in my childhood. I mean, I, w- I went to the ballpark just rooting for Sammy Sosa to hit a solo shot down eight to nothing in the eighth, chasing 62 homers. Whereas you guys have dominated the division. And then, you know, the Brewers had their little run. They got a little cute there. The rest of the division is such a dumpster fire. I just wish you guys would go away. (laughs) This year is a great example. Like, where the hell did Albert Pujols come? Where where was this version of Pujols the last three years? And you know what is incredible is that they skate. They actually had somebody in their organization go to prison for hacking the Houston Astros uh, database to steal their information on player development. Lovable Redbirds. Somebody went to prison for it, but everybody's like, oh, yeah, no, they're great. Everybody loves the Cardinals. What? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> the Cardinal way. All right. Orvon, have a good one, man. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks so much for having me, guys. See you, there he is. That was the host of BetMGM tonight, Odyssey Sports Betting Insider Ryan Horvath. Insider calls brought to you by BetMGM. Go to check out all the latest lines on the BetMGM app odyssey celebrates mother's day brought to you by t-mobile you can count on t-mobile to help you stay connected on america's largest 5g network now with the mlb app you can get baseball your way pick your favorite team your favorite players and get customized highlights stories and breaking news right on your home feed follow the action with game tip where 3d replays add another dimension plus notifications can keep you connected to every pitch every hit every game the mlb app baseball your way download it now for free from the app store or google play blackout and other restrictions apply major league baseball trade parts used with permission